Welcome back to the Bravo Zulu podcast, episode number 43. This is about like three months late. I was trying to do it all the way back in March uh, when it was actually military child uh, month. But, you know, things happen. And then we got to sit down uh, with Nikki and her brother. Because as I've mentioned several times, they're Navy and, you know, uh, for lack of better terms, brats, as they say, right? Uh, military children. And, uh, you know, they're, they're raised up going back and forth across the oceans and watching their dad deploy a lot. And so we kind of talked about how it was like for them uh, and then how they apply those lessons they grew up with uh, watching their dad deploy and, and how we apply it now to today. Uh, so I hope you enjoy it. If you do and you find it valuable, you know, please share it with a friend or maybe even your child if you got one out there and, and let them know that there's plenty of children going through things just like them for for generations and generations. Thanks. Welcome back to the show. Tonight we have a special guest, guest of honor, Nikki. It's not you this time. <laughs> All right. Y'all thought, y'all see how I just did that? How I played it, the, the little slow uh, intro. But we have Nikki's, uh, her big brother, her Kuya, Jerome, on the in the studio, on the Zoom studio with us tonight. What's up, Jerome? Hey, what's going on, Josh and Nikki? It's definitely a pleasure being on the show, man. Seeing you grow on uh, the first show onto your YouTube channel now. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm doing. I'm trying to do big things, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, sorry for the audio people. We're a little experiencing some technical difficulties tonight, but hopefully it's all right. And um, so you know, uh, something that I was trying to do all the way back in March was um, March was uh, Military Child Month, right? And it just so happens, as a lot of people know, and I talk about regularly because I, I feel that's an important part of uh, mine and Nikki's marriage because it you know helped her become who she is. But you and Nikki are military children yourselves. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse Nikki. She's had a lime marita. <laughs> Mango rita. So, yeah, you guys grew up. You know, Dad, he's a retired mass chief did his 30 and I just kind of want to hear, and I just like, I've heard it before, but just share like with people out there, um, what it's like in, in being going from like the two roles, right. Being the military child yourself and growing up your whole life in that. And, you know, seeing dad go, go and go and go and come back, go. And then now, you know, here you are, Jerome, Nikki previously have served, and now you're in the same role, right? And kind of compare the two. Like, what was your upbringing like? And, and you two could bounce back between each other. Like, what was it like for you two growing up like that back in the day um, with dad being in and out and during that Navy time and your guys' Navy childhood experience? Jerome, why don't you kick us off? Like, what's, like, your earliest memories of it? Uh, early memories is probably uh... – uh, in the beginning, I didn't get to see my dad a lot. Uh, he was gone uh, the first five years. So I didn't meet him till I was probably five years old and we were in uh, San Diego Damn. and he was stationed. Yeah, he was stationed. He would come see us every year, but you know, it, it would just be for, you know, a short amount of time and then he would have to leave. But, uh, it was because he was sacrificed, you know, for a better life for us so we could leave the Philippines. But right. uh, that that was probably my earliest memory. So, how, how old were you? You said about probably like five, or a little bit older. Yeah, I, you know what? Uh, I no no no. I wasn't. I was three. I was three. Okay. Yeah. 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 Not five. Three. I but was then, three, but yeah. he didn't. He didn't kind of go get you and mom until you were five. Yeah. So he uh, he was stationed in Japan, and uh, we were in the Philippines still uh, working on the paperwork. Yeah. Uh, for us to to go to the states, so yeah. we had to wait a little bit, and then we met him in uh, San Diego. Do you remember that flight? 
I do because uh, not a lot of people know this. You know, I'm I'm, I'm giving you uh, information because you know because we're family. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we flew. You know, I didn't want to leave the Philippines because you know that was home to me. And uh, when I got off, uh, I met him, and I remember just crying because I, I I wanted to stay in the Philippines, and you know I was in the states. I didn't know anyone. It was just me and my mom. So. Well, that was the first time I really yeah. remember I, my honestly, dad. I don't, you know, I don't know that story, like the beginning. Yeah. Of dad's I think just me and my mother know that, know yeah. that story. Like you guys yeah. don't really talk about it. And if you do, it's like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt my feelings that you guys don't talk about it, but I know that that was like a mom always says that was like a rough, a rough time. Yeah. It was rough because uh, we were, we, we were all separated. That's why. Yeah. Uh, so we came with my grandma as well. It was us, us four. So you're three years old. And this is something I talk mm-hmm. about with people, right? It's like at three years old, and we see it with our kids now, right? You, you, you got the mm-hmm. boys and we got Mikey and Penny. Like three years old, you can start seeing that their memory, that's when yeah. it really starts developing. Mm-hmm. And we think of it as like, ah, no, not really. But it's like they start remembering little things. It's like they remember that little thing about school or about a movie they watch, what else are they remembering? So I always find it very interesting when someone can say, like, call back a life memory. And something like that would be a big deal, right? Getting on the airplane, first time ever, you're three. Like, that's a lot of stuff happening. And then Mm -hmm. also to, like, meet your dad. Well, not for the first time, but to be be leaving everything Uh you knew to be like your stable mm-hmm. life environment, right? The the same house, Definitely. this and that, all the people around you, and you're now you're like, wait, what? Like this guy only comes sees us every year. Like, you sure? He, like, you sure he's dad? Like, you told me he's dad, yeah. but he only be jumping in like Santa Claus, <laughs> you know? Like, so yeah. so did it again? You're only three. How long did it take you to to kind of adjust? And were you guys living in San Diego at first, or were you guys living in Japan at that time? Yeah, so we uh, we we lived in uh, San Diego, and it wasn't that long. It was probably like a year. Okay. And then he transferred, and then he transferred to Hawaii, and that's where we stayed the majority of uh of of his career. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, I remember it. I adjusted because we had family in in San Diego, so we would go see our aunt there uh, in National City, and then uh, you know, dad was home, so it was cool. Whenever my my father was home, it was always like a good time. Yeah, it just was that. I, that and you're right. It's like a, it's not really traumatic, but it's just a big deal, you know. Everything happening. That's why I remember it. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it, it is trauma, and not necessarily in a yeah. negative sense. Yeah, but it's, it's not some, negative. But... It's just something that's going to stick with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nikki. So Nikki, you and Nikki are how many years apart? Five. Five. Five? Yeah. So mm-hmm. Nikki doesn't come into the picture until you're like what eight or nine, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. You guys are living in Hawaii at that time, yep. Right, yeah. You know this little rug rat comes into the picture. He was ten, five year difference. Was that ten? Huh? How does that even make sense? Five year difference. It doesn't make sense. Nikki. You, you were born at five oh, years yeah, old, yeah, honey. Yeah. I'm leaving this in, babe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, that's an hey, that's an option for you. you know? <laughs> okay, so so. When she comes in the picture and you guys are in Hawaii, babe, what is like the memory you first have of like your dad and everything like of it, your dad being in the military specifically, right? Um, like what, what was the first deployment or the first time you realized like, oh, dad doesn't come home every night? When we were in Japan, I think when he was on the Bellwood. Is when he was gone a lot because when we were in Hawaii, he was shore duty, I think, and we were always visiting him um, on his duty days. So I don't think I got to experience dad gone as much as my brother did. Um, but when my dad got stationed in Japan, is probably when I experienced when dad deployed a lot or underway time and stuff like that. And then, then how old were you about, like, when you start remembering that? I think I was in second grade, second grade up until close to the end of eighth grade. So, like, seven, seven years yeah. old, something like that. Yeah. You realized mm-hmm. it. All right. So, so Jay, like, going back to you, 
when you guys moved back to over to uh to Sasebo, right? Like that first time leaving Hawaii or whatever. What what were you remembering at that time? Because you're a little bit older, right? Yeah. Like what's going through your mind again as that again as that military child and watching dad? Like you've already seen dad come and go in Hawaii. Are you becoming accustomed to it? Like what what's what's your mentality? Uh, at, at this point, you know, my dad was uh he was always there, you know, when he was home. So when I was in Hawaii. Like, and people are going to think uh, this is crazy, but he used to take me to the chief's mess uh, when I was little, uh, all the way up until we were in, uh, we went to Sasebo. So I was always around chiefs and I'd go play billiards. Like when I was young with the chiefs and you know, this is back when they had the old CBO club. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool. You know, I saw, you know, I saw the bell and they told me to ring it, you know, couple of times you know and you and so, you're just a little uh, kid having fun i was just a little kid just having <laughs> fun, man and, you know they, you know how chief, you know how chiefs talk right you know cuss words and all that but my yeah. dad would always tell me to always have like uh thick skin so you know he was always there but uh it the memory is that when he's gone he, i think the biggest part was when i was in high school that's when i needed him the most yeah you know uh and then uh, i think it was my sophomore year is when he went on deployments a lot like a, a whole lot. So uh, I needed him like from my sophomore to senior year because I was kind of losing my way. And I just wish that he was around during that time. So, that's the biggest thing. and that's in Japan, right? That's in Japan. Yep. So, you know, if y'all don't know, Jerome is somewhat of a legend on the courts in Japan. All right. Let me hype my boy up. Let me hype my boy up. Okay. All right. Check the rafters. <laughs> check the rafters. All right. They got his name up there, okay? You might spot his yeah. name in one of the schools. Not going to say which one. <laughs> so, you know, let, let's let's um, we we'll go through years and then we'll come back to you, Nikki, in just a minute. What when you say you're getting lost and stuff, like what is it? Was it? I mean, we could say it was it typical, like you know, puberty kind of like becoming a man stuff, or was it like? Uh, yeah. It was kind of like things like that. Yeah, it was. It was uh, becoming a man because, um, you know, he probably like fourteen, fifteen. You know, I'm by myself a lot. You know, my mom's there. You know, she's a great mom, but you know, there's some things as a man you need you need to know and how to handle situations. So, you know, I'd get into fights, and uh, you know, uh, you know, Anna's gonna hear this, but you know, things with you know females. Yeah, lady problems. Well, also, lady problems. uh, You know, I kind of needed his guidance and stuff. And also, Kuya, he, you had to be like almost like a father figure to me too at the same time at that age. So you, you carried like a big responsibility at such a young age when Dad was gone a lot. Yeah, and uh, and I was gone a lot too because I was uh, traveling for the team. So I was always gone. So when I'm gone, you know, I have to do things on my own did, and, you know, make decisions. Did you feel, did you feel like, um, you know, what Nikki just brought up, did your dad tell you, or did you ever feel like, Hey, you're the man of the house. Now you need to take care of your sister and your mom. Was that like part oh, of the pass down? Yeah, it was. And, uh, I remember I was like 15 and I was like, dad, I, I really don't want you to go, you know, because I, I need you like a lot because we hung out a lot. Like my, I say from like seventh through like ninth, 10th grade, like he, we were like very close and that was like my best years with him. And, uh, you know, I did well at school and all that, but the moment he left, like, you know how you need that, that kind of male, you know, disciplinarian, you know, someone tough to give me tough love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He just, I just didn't have it, you know? So I, I just did what I wanted, you know, stayed out late, you know, hung out with the wrong crew. You know, just things like that. Nikki covering for you all the time. Yeah, Lying to Molly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he probably had the park <laughs> hoop in. Yeah. Where's your cool at? Um, yeah. He said he was playing basketball. He had a gym bag. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Right. Yeah, so, you know, that's. So, did Nikki, I mean, Nikki could have made it easy. Because, I mean, here she is, right? Preteen in it. You know. What? How do you tell me, babe? Like what? So I'm not saying you're bad. I'm just saying you're daddy's girl. Daddy's gone. (laughs) 
what are you going through? And then how are you treating your kuya during all of this? Being that, cause I'm, I'm not really a fan of like, I, I say it too, but like, Hey, you know, you're the man of the house. And that, because that had to put a lot of pressure on you. So now you're looking at like yeah. Nikki, like, well, hey, Nikki, I'm the man of the house. You know, you got to listen to me, kind of. No, but- I never, I never felt like Kuya was like, you need to listen to what I say. Um, because we were very close. Um, because we shared that experience that dad was gone and we knew that, um, mom was having a hard time with the both of us just by herself because she was working a lot too. Um, she was trying to make ends meet on her own as well because back then like communication with dad was just like whenever he called it wasn't like he could mom could email or anything like that um, because it was all dial up internet and everything had a cost to it so we were racking up bills for mom and she was trying to pay that off but I never felt like my brother was authoritative it was more like he was i felt like he was my big brother he stepped in as a big brother but he was the i knew that he was the male figure while my dad was gone i never felt like he he was overstepping that role of uh you know dad told me to you know be the man of the house so you gotta listen to everything i say so I felt more like he was looking over, or looking out for me a lot of the time, which is why we were so close when, you know, we still are close growing up and stuff. So I think we, because we shared the fact that, you know, we needed to just stay close with each other. And that's why um, I felt like growing up uh, with my brother made it a lot easier for me. When dad left, I knew I still had my brother. So I think that's what helped me get through my adolescent years. You know, I had some lessons learned, but it wasn't like, I don't think I I did anything crazy. I mean, there was like boy craze, but it wasn't bad. Oh, really? (laughs) It wasn't bad. My brother stepped in and he beat up all the boys to where like. What you're saying is Jerome needed you needed to tell you. (laughs) Go home, Nikki. Stop acting like a. So I think we did enough of that to where everyone just stayed away. So, all right, you guys are in Japan. Dad's gone, gone a lot. Like, what is it like your guys' relationship building with mom? Because if you if you're missing one, that's a lot of pressure on the other, right? And so mom, like Nikki just touched on a lot of it, you know, mom was working doing a lot of things, trying to, you know, scrap together what she could scrap together. And we got to put this in like a little bit of context, right? We're talking like the nineties, early two thousands, right? Um, when this is happening, cause Jay, you graduated what? 98, uh, 90, no, 2000, 2000, 2000. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking like yeah. late nineties going into two thousands, right before Nikki's going into high school, right? It's a different era of time. You guys, your family are first generation. Like you just said, you were born in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Nikki was born in the States, right? Mm-hmm. So th- there's a lot of, like, things happening in that whole, you know, life. And um, mm-hmm. so what What are some of the some of those things that are, like, outside pressures that you guys were dealing with uh, besides just dad being gone? Uh, I think... Um... Honestly, the biggest thing was probably like just coming from the Philippines. And uh, I spoke Tagalog in the beginning, but, you know, kind of forgot like later on. So I just spoke English. But Nikki, I don't know if Nikki dealt with this, but I, I dealt with a lot of like uh, racism, like growing up. Yeah. Even when I was in high school, you know, um, you know, just trying to fit in because we moved uh, from Hawaii to to Japan. And uh, yeah, just trying to get in the culture. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing with me. So you're saying, would, would you say like it wasn't as global as it is today where like where these kids move around today and it's just a lot easier yeah. to cross exchange cultures and just everything? Yeah, you know, I, I felt like I always had a like a fight for my way. I felt like disrespected a lot like growing up because uh, they probably just didn't know what a Filipino was. 
you know, going to school to school. So, look, yeah, I didn't know what a Filipino was coming from Phoenix. You know what I mean? Like the Asians I knew was like Chinese, Japanese. Mm -hmm. I knew countries, but you know. I had very little perspective of life and culture. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I mean, it sucks, but mm-hmm. it, there's a way to handle it. Right. And of course, racism isn't the way to handle that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, I, I just get in like little scuffles here and there, uh, just, just cause you know what people would say, you know, I was kind of a little sensitive towards that, <laughs> but I mean, I just, I just felt like I was just fighting for, you know, myself yeah. pretty much. Yeah. I think a yeah, lot of people use it that it. way. Yeah. How do you guys, how how was your relationship with mom during that time? Because, again, oh, she's got a lot mom. of pressure on her, right? Yeah. So it, was it just, like, everything mom wanted, everything mom said? It was just, aye, aye, yep, got it, I'm, I'm behaving? Or was some of that, like, you know, missing out on dad kind of bleeding over to the relationship you guys had with mom? No, uh, me and my mother were very, very close because, uh, yeah, I've been with her, like, more than my dad, you know, so... Uh, she took me, she would always, you know, take care of me. Uh, you know, my dad would be gone. She would travel. She would drive five hours to go watch me play in a different, uh, different, uh, I guess, prefecture in Japan. You know, she would, she would always follow, you know, she'd always take care of me. Uh, sometimes I wouldn't have any money, you know, she'd always give me her tips, you know, so I'd have it for the trips that I had to go on. And people don't know that, you know, I'd see a lot of kids, this is military kids, right? They, their their dads were like E nines, but they wouldn't give them no money for like no school trips or nothing. But you know, my mom always took care of me that way. Uh, always made sure that I had a ride. Let me listen to rap music. Never bothered me. So, <laughs> you know, was I, like, she was I, rapping yeah, the words. Was cool, yeah. <laughs> you know, she let me listen to you know cuss words like growing up in the car, and she would drive my friends. And my friends would be like, "Damn, your mom let you listen to that?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's cool." She was a cool mom. She's a cool mom. Yeah, she was cool. I was listening to Tupac Young, you know. She let me have that. Nice, nice. And Nikki, what what was yours like? Um, I think I had a. I don't. I think my brother had had it harder than I did growing up because I don't think I moved around a whole lot growing up like my brother did. Um, but my relationship with mom, I think. We weren't really that close and not till maybe I was like middle of high school. But, you know, I think because we just didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. Um, I was just into totally different things than mom. Um, so I found I thought it was kind of hard to relate with her, but it wasn't. It wasn't anything that she did wrong. It was just like, I don't think that I had much to relate with her until, but I think it's because I was young and dumb and didn't understand a whole lot of what she did for us and stuff. Um, but I don't, I, I, I really don't feel like I had it super hard. Um, like my brother did only because, um, when we move around place to place, I, by the time I got to high school, I was like in one place. And so I didn't have to adjust as much as my brother did. Um, so growing up for me is probably like a totally different world than my brother. So me going into high school in Hawaii, like that's it. I just, once I, we moved back to Hawaii, or ninth grade, like, I was there until college, like, end of college, and I was pretty much there until, like, the first part of my nursing career, so I didn't really go through finding new friends as much as my brother did, and, like, Hawaii being such a culturally diverse state, I didn't have to deal with racism at all, really, because everyone was from different cultures out there. In Japan, I, you know, my memories of Japan are very, like, like, I don't remember a whole lot other than me and my brother were close. And I did have friends, but, I mean, I don't really keep in touch with a whole lot of them. So, So, uh, for you guys, now as, uh, we'll cut, like, a little forward here. 
because you guys lived in Japan for a while, right? Would you guys, Nikki, I know your answer because me and you've talked about this plenty. But would you guys move your families, right? Jay, move your family. You're the active duty. Nikki, it's a hell no. You would never want me to take orders to Japan. Jay, you've been stationed in Japan solo. Would you take Anna and the kids, you know, to Japan? At the and bet for good or bad, risk the same or similar experiences that you had. Uh, I think it'd be a, a lot better now if we went. And uh, I do kind of want to take them to Japan when they're in high school, just for like a year to play ball. <laughs> but, you know, go there, you know, smash on kids. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there, you know, there's this uh, sportscaster there to talk a lot of cash money stuff, and you know, for them to go out there and play. That's what I would want them to do. But, but you know, I I want to stay in the states. So, yeah. I mean, but if I had to go, I, I would I would take them. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I, I think uh, we should definitely mention how Jay, your wife Anna, also comes from a heavily uh, decorated and um, you know anchored uh, family background also. So it, there, there's a whole lot of um, military child experience in, in both of our families mm-hmm. between you, your wife, mm-hmm. and, and Nikki. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, what would you guys now, again, so you guys are now Nikki, my lieutenant over here, you know, and, and then Jay yourself, like, what are some of the things that you have learned through your childhood experiences that you try to develop or not develop or, or do with your kids now? Like good or bad, but like it don't matter. Like just throw it out there. Uh, I think uh, the biggest thing uh, I, I probably would, or now I'm doing with my kids is, uh, you know, I, I want them to stay in one place and uh, not have them move. Uh, as much as I did, because it, it it made me strong, but at the same time, I think I would have been a lot happier if I stayed in one place. Like I, I wish I I could have stayed in Hawaii my whole life, you know. But yeah. I I will not say that. I mean, I had the best childhood though. I, I'll say that I got to live in the Philippines. I traveled to like twelve different countries before I was before I even joined the Navy. You know, those are experiences you you'll, you, you'll never have, and yeah, some that you can tell, but. You know, I, I do appreciate, you know, having a home base and staying in one spot. That's, yeah. that's what I'd, I'd give to my kids. And, uh, you know, my father, I, didn't, I don't think I shared this experience, but uh, so he set me up for college. So when, when Nikki was, when they were still in Japan, I had to live, I had to go to, I was like a, a typical college student. I was, you know, living in one, one room with my grandpa and Uncle Larry. You know, we stayed in like one room and I had to kiss the bus like four hours a day, you know, just to go to college. You know, that was in and Japan dad, during the time. No, that was no, that was in Hawaii. Oh, okay. okay so okay. when I, when I graduated high school, my dad set me up, you know, I didn't want to be a bum like a lot of people do in, uh, in my, my high school. So I was, you know, I want to better myself. I want to go to college. So, you know, he, he, you know, he saved all his money and, and let me go to school and, you know, he set me up here. He, he, you know, he was giving me an allowance, uh, you know, and rent money so that I can go to college. And the only thing he didn't give me was a car, but I was cool with that. You know, I'd take public transportation. I don't care, yeah. you know, for an education. So my father did, did a lot of good things with that. And I think that's what, out of all the things, that was the biggest thing he gave to me that I'll never forget. And I want to give that to my son. So uh, I want to pass that down to just stay in one place. And then I want them, I want them to have the money to go to college. That's, that's one thing that my dad gave me that I'm, I'm gonna keep and Nikki and pass it down. Not the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> something, something that uh, that you would take and like pass down to our kids. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be like a positive thing. It could be yeah. like, hey, this is something negative that you experienced or that you felt. And you don't want it to happen again. Well, you know, a lot of what I learned in life was probably watching some of the hardships my brother went through. 
and um and the fact that I was able to stay in one place um like in high school and college I think college is where I have my lifelong friends like every time I go back home those are the people I always visit and I one thing I wish I had growing up is um friends that I knew from you know when I was like two or three but I have no recollection of anyone from like preschool kindergarten first grade like I don't even remember my teachers from then I just know I went to you know what elementary like what the names of the schools were but I don't remember um the people I went to school with but what's funny is I actually remembered some of the people I went to elementary with and then when I came back for high school they were the same people and I mean they didn't remember me but I remembered their names um but I never brought it up like oh yeah I used to go to school with you but I wish I had that but at the same time I don't wish my childhood to be any different yeah um only because I think a lot of how we grew up is what made me who I am today. So I can't say that I wish I could change that. Um, but as far as like what I want for our kids, I would want them to have friends that, you know, they come over like when they're four. And then like we as parents see them grow up with the same people. And you're just like, oh, yeah, that's little Jimmy from you know, their little daycare from back in the day. And now they're like teenagers running amok everywhere here in Chula Vista, you know. Um, and my my parents were able to put me through college. Like, just like they set up my brother, they did the same for me. Um, so I want to be able to do that for Michael and Penny like, it w- with one kid that we did, I want to be able to do it for the second one, just like they did for me. So they put me through college, too. Um, and I was willing to take out a student loan to go to school because I changed my major into nur- a nursing student, and that's not cheap. So I told my dad, I was like, you know, because I'm switching majors, you know, I can take out a loan. Like, I know it's expensive, but... I know the outcome's going to be greater, so I'm okay with that. And he's like, "No, you're not going to have, you're not going to have any student debt. Well, me and your mom are going to take care of you. So just don't worry about that. Just finish school and just focus on that. So I want to be able to do the same for that for our kids in the same way. Like I don't want my our children to worry about anything other than focusing on what they want for their future. Just like how we did growing up so and Josh you know like I wish I had like like you you know how Andrew is to you yeah like if I had if I had like that yeah that from, when, yeah. from when we were young that's one thing I wish but like I wish I had. you guys got that right uh Jerome I'm putting you on mute I'm taking you on mute and just to get rid of the uh, the reverb so like just raise your hand if you know if you need to cut in <laughs> sorry but like you know uh me and me and Andrew like uh we only know each other since freshman year like uh we're in eighth grade together huh? yeah i don't have a friend like that I don't no have a friend like that oh not, okay not, not since my freshman like not like that. like we knew each other in eighth grade but yeah. i in eighth grade i uh we transferred we moved from uh from surprise El Mirage area over to peoria area so i moved schools halfway through so like the second semester i was in a new school and so andy he's got the homies that he grew up with going to that same school like from from first grade into like eighth grade and then they you know some homies went to one high school some homies went to the second high school but he'd been rocking with them for you know since like said like said since little kid little kid you know and um but yeah i mean me and i mean that's my dog you know like we was we had a science class together freshman year and we teamed up on a project together and since then it's just been we've been rocking together fucking ever since you know and uh i know what you guys mean though because like that is something special you know like my parents they 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 knew andy since we're like oh that's little freshman andy with josh and they was like oh that's andy who's picking josh up and there's andy who's still picking josh up because josh never had a car you know and he was like, like legit like andy would be one of the only ones 
that would actually because I lived further away from everyone else. Everyone lived like closer together around the high school area, and I lived like over there, <laughs> right? And it's like, hey man, can someone come get me? And a lot of people would just be like, nah, nah, man, you need to get closer. Like, and you know, again, this is back in the day, they didn't have fucking Uber and and this and that. Oh, yeah. So you know, sometimes I just be stuck. Like, all right, well. Let me know if one of y'all fuckers gonna get me so I come party too. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like shit was hard, you know? But, um. Yeah, but see, like, uh, my brother doesn't have that, which, you know, I wish he did. And I, like I said, like, when I see his hardships, um, I learn a lot through him. But because I was able to stay in one place, at least I still have friends from high school. Like, I used to be a bagger. Uh, Pearl Harbor when I think when as soon as I was 15 I think that was the age that they allowed us to start working was 15 as a bagger um so actually like a lot of my friends from bagging um a lot of them are still my friends today so I even though we didn't go to the same high school like we're still friends today and I will say like your Andrew is probably my Brenda yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, she. Yeah. I mean, she threw my 16th birthday little luncheon and stuff, like 16 roses and stuff like that. Yeah, that's my, that's my girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we'll have enough of that now. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so let's get into this, uh, this other thing, right? Like, here we are. You know, Nikki. You, again, you you served. You did your time. Uh. Me and you, Jay, we, we got some time left, right? The, oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. We're in the tunnel. Hopefully, we see in the light right now and everything, right? Yeah, um, four, you know. <laughs> how, how how much you got left? Yeah, like four and some change. Okay, okay, yeah, I got five. Yeah, I got five. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. I got. I feel you. But like, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're doing good. Our kids are young, right? I think if we do go with our plans at retiring as as soon as we can retire, right? They're not going to experience a lot of what you and Nikki experienced, right? No, not at all. Yeah. How do you? That's a good thing, right? Uh, yeah, it's good uh, in that. Yeah, they won't experience hardships, but at the same time, I mean, that, that's how you deal with with problems. Like I, like at work, like I don't feel pressure because I know what real pressure is. You know. Yeah. You know, or or, or like. In, in sports, like you, you don't feel pressure because you know what, what real life situations really are, and we're just playing a game, you know. Yeah, I feel yeah. the same. Like I, even though we want, we want them to go through like a better situation than we did. Like when we say we wouldn't change our our childhood because that's what made us into who we are today, like a strong individual. I. I'm not afraid that they're going to be um, weak or weak-minded or anything like that. What I worry about is like, you know, coping mechanisms and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. I have to, I mean, I'm sure you feel the same way. Like we have to keep in mind, um, we have to find more creative ways to help them cope. But like at the same time, I don't know how, cause I've never lived in like one place for long or changed schools you know we're like they're gonna just stay in one area and have the same friends and then when change happens are they gonna know you know are they gonna pivot well i would say isn't that i think that's something important you know as parents right that we recognize that we do not have to replicate what we went through as children right we all came out pretty good, right? We have our own problems and you know, our own little demons and everything, but we're here. We're doing, we're all, all three of us are doing well for each other or, or you know, for ourselves and, and each other, but we don't have to replicate our circumstances that we grew up in for our kids to grow up and be as successful as we are for what little success we have. Right. Um, they don't have to join the Navy to be successful like us. They don't have, and, you know, right. and there's something I always talk to junior, junior sailors about is like, um, I'm making the sacrifice for them 
right? Just as your guys' dad and mom both, right, made the sacrifice of all that time away and sacrificed so much of your child. They sacrificed your guys' childhood, right, of experiencing it. So you guys could have a better life than what your dad and mom started with in the Philippines, Mm -hmm. right? But we don't have to replicate that same thing. And I think something that a lot of people uh, mix up and confuse is that you do. You do need to replicate it, right? That, oh, no, you know, I I went without, so my kids can go without because I have siblings like that, right? And it's like, no, no, I went without a lot, you know, and uh, (laughs) these kids aren't going without. (laughs) <laughs> you know, as long as as long as mommy and daddy could get it, you know, uh, it might not be right away. You might you might have to you know learn to earn it and things like that. But eventually, you know, if you do that, you're going to get it. Um, whereas you know, in, in our growing up, all three of us, you know, there was some without. Didn't matter if you thought you earned it or not, right? You you ain't getting that shit. And then on the other hand, you know, sometimes you 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 were giving shit because yeah, I, I know we do this, right, babe. We get our kids a lot of shit sometimes just because it's like, yeah, I'm not there. Right? It's like, yeah, you know, coming back from a deployment, Jay, I'm sure you feel like, fuck, man, yeah, I just missed out on six months. What do you want? I do the same. Yeah, yeah I do the same thing. You know what I mean? So, and that's all good. I'm not knocking that at all. I'm not saying you don't do that as as one of the, the service members out there for your kids. I'm just saying we don't have to replicate the same conditions because our kids are going to have their own hurdles through life and their own circumstances. And just because it wasn't ours doesn't mean it's not as significant to them. Right. It's not going to be, you know, just because they didn't fly from the Philippines to San Diego and like meet this guy who'd been Santa Claus in them for the last three, four years. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean you're like, well, hold on, hold on. Hey, Anna, I got to go. <laughs> you know, like you know, like how but I'm telling you, man, people out there think like that, right? They think like, oh no, you know, I did I did it this way and it worked out, so I'm gonna do the same thing. They got they, they got that cookie cutter and they just they just stamp in their do dough. No, you, yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. So um what do you guys like Jay, more more for you right now because you know, me and Nikki are doing it together, so what are some things like you guys are implementing you and Anna? Cause again, Anna comes from the same kind of background. Like what are some things that you guys discuss or anything like, Hey, let's not do that. Let's do this. Or, um, that's something that I, I don't, I didn't like that in my childhood. So a, you know, Jay do it like this or something. Is there anything like that that you guys talk about that you, that you don't mind sharing? I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, um, as far as, well, I, I honestly just don't want them to travel uh, or yeah. I, I want them to be in, in one spot rather than moving all the time. Because like the last, what, two, three years I had to change a home port. Uh, I moved from what, from Japan to San Diego to Washington and then they had to move back to Hawaii because I had to go to school in Lemoore and then we come to Ridgecrest. Right. So that's like four spots in like less than a two year period. So, you know, I don't want them to go through that. Uh, and that's why I chose uh, Las Vegas for them to, to live and, um, just stay in one place pretty much because I, I don't want them to deal with the same things I dealt with as a kid because it's all about progression, man. Like you said, like I don't want them to live the same way that, that I did, uh, but it was a good childhood. You know, it made me better, made me stronger, but at the same time, I just want them to have a better life, a step ahead of what I had so that they can put their foot forward and, and do better than what me and Anna did pretty much. Does that uh, drive you? to think about retirement as soon as possible. That way you can continue to keep that, you know, home station and not have that worry of, Hey, we're packing up, we're moving again and again and again and again. See, I, I do. Uh, I do, but I also, I just, I know that I love the Navy and I just, I don't know sometimes when to hang it up. So Anna's very supportive. I just, it's really like what I want to do after the 20, but I do want to have that option to where when it is 20, I can decide that I can hang up my boots, you know? So, uh, I just, I just don't know really what I want to do. 
Hey, man, that's why your name about to be on that scene chief list. And nah, mine nah, is nah, it. Nah. Nah, you that's play it. it. That's not it. Uh, that's not it. No, I mean, I, I, I feel you, though. You know, I get it. I understand. You know, once upon a time, Nikki knows I was there, too, it, with that same thought. But but it's just like man like me and my boys just having a talk last night uh, for an upcoming episode, and it's just like I'm just I'm out of touch. Apparently, something I'm the crazy man in the room with crazy ideas, asking crazy questions. So I, I guess I'm out of touch, and you know it's kind of looking yeah, like we need that. We need that in the mess. We need that other perspective. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You got we it. Need that man. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Oh man. Hey, okay, so yeah, but definitely. Oh, go ahead. yeah, uh, yeah babe. It don't matter whether you go twenty or yeah. over twenty, man. Yeah. Babe, kicking it to you. How much of uh, you got out before we had kids? You were pregnant when I we got was out. Pregnant. That still counts as not technically having it. Okay, but. You know, some people know our story about why you got out, but like with, with the detailing situation that we went through and then us trying to have kids, how much was that a weighing factor along with your childhood experience of pushing you more to get out so we wouldn't have to deal with the meal to meal and kids and fucking figuring it out? Uh, I mean, like I said, my original plan was to do to get up to lieutenant commander. I mean, I was setting myself up for it and everything. I was working on my masters, and then detailing came up, and my detailer was willing to kind of be flexible. It was your detailer that was right, but I'm saying like think about more like yes, um, what. Pushed me to get out was I did not want the kids to have two parents leaving because, you know, being a nurse, there's always a chance. I mean, like, I mean, everyone knows the story that we both deployed at the same time. And, you know, the detailer told us, well, one has to be sure one has to be sea duty. Okay. Uh, what's the rationale for that? Oh, so you don't deploy at the same time, but you still have to have a family care plan. Okay. Um, and then we ended up deploying at the same time anyways. And can you imagine if you had kids in there? Like, where would our kids go? Yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea. You know, so they would go months with other parents, like both parents. Um, so I, for me, it wasn't about my career anymore. It was about family. I had to put my family first and I'm always going to be a nurse. So... I like the Navy career. Um, it's just that'll have to be a chapter that I close, but at least I have closure on it where um, I did it. It was fun while it lasted, but now I have, you know, other priorities. My priorities have shifted. So I, you know, if there's one thing that I want for the kids, it would be I want them to remember, you know, me at home not oh mom and dad or dad and mom were gone all the time so whatever you know that's not something that I would want them to grow up with was mom and dad are always working because of the navy you know to me that'd be like they'll have so much resentment towards the military and that's not what I want because the military is not all that bad like the Navy has provided you with so many opportunities. Um, so it, it's not all bad. It's just, you know, as far as like the impact on family life, it's not, it, it's not ideal if both are in the service. So, it, you know, that played a major, major role in me getting out. So I just wouldn't want that for the kids where mom is always gone. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just, for me, it doesn't sit well. Like, I know how I am. I mean, me alone going to work for a 12-hour shift at night while they're sleeping Sucks. Is, is hard already. So, that's all. <laughs> so, Jay, uh, how would you feel? And th- this is, a f- hopefully, this leads into a future episode as well. How would you feel if the boys won all three Ended up 
joining the Navy? Would you feel that is more of a success? Would you feel neutral? They're adults. They do what they want. Or would you feel that somewhere along the lines, like you didn't do enough to give them more opportunity to get past the Navy? Uh, I probably feel neutral. Uh, just cause I know it's an option and it's like a family thing that we all, we all join, you know, looking up to my dad. Um, but I, you know, I don't want that to be their first option. Right. <laughs> you know, I want them to, you know, go out there and at least try the, the civilian sector before they, they come to the military. I want it to be like, Hey, you know, if you haven't figured it out yet and you need a bed, you need a place to stay and you need a, a paycheck every two weeks, then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't come here, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, go to <laughs> Yeah, if you figured it out, if you don't come. It out, then don't come. <laughs> <laughs> then go ahead. Yeah. 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 And how about you, babe? Um, same. I think I'd be neutral too. Um, yeah. I think in the past I I tried to procrastinate the military as long as I could because that wasn't in my plan. But it was more like, well, I need the experience, so the Navy was the best bet. But I don't want them to feel like the Navy is the way to go, but like my brother said, if you need a paycheck every two weeks, you need that medical insurance. I mean, you can't go wrong with the Navy, even if you just do it for four years. I mean, you have the benefits afterwards, and it's not a bad gig, but at the same time, there's so much out there um, that the kids can get into nowadays not like yeah. how it used to be there's i mean go on tiktok you make money on tiktok <laughs> our sons are not being on tiktok they'll be pro gamers first pro pro gamers streaming on twitch you make uh money <laughs> doing that. yeah I, i'll say uh in, in my view i feel like i would have failed you know because i look at it as like you know we're sacrificing so much time already away from them and just time away from family, you know, me and Nikki. I, fortunately, I have been away from them very little, right? As far as where we planned it to have kids in in my in our in my career, but in our career, right? In our in our marriage, but um, it, it's like part of it's neutral, right? If you're 18, you go do what you want. If, if you come back and you're like, hey, you know, I signed up. I, I'm not gonna be mad about it. I'm not gonna be like you fucked up. I'm gonna be like, hey, look, you know. Make the best of a kid, you know, but also um, with this learned experience now of 16 years, I would definitely be looking like, hey, look, you know, and like I've been harping on a lot in these episodes, like what's your plan for this Navy thing? You know, is it a plan of four years as a stepping stone like Nikki used it right to, to launch into bigger and better? Is your plan 20 years? Okay, if your plan is 20 years, 20 plus years, that's cool, too. What's your plan to make as much money as fast as possible during those 20 years? You know what I mean? I, I tell people <laughs> when I came in the Navy, I had no sense of rank structure. Okay. My <laughs> for real, bro, for real, especially Navy, me and Nikki were just talking about this. People don't know how the fucking Navy works. You talk about a petty officer. They'd be like, huh? You mean like a sergeant? Like, is that a sergeant? And like, no. Oh my, you know, so that's bad enough. My old dumbass, all I ever watched was like movies. So, like, everyone's a sergeant, and then, like, most of my uncles, like, are uh, uh, Marines. So, I'm thinking, like, everyone's sergeants or something, and then, like, eventually somewhere you go from, like, sergeant to a captain. I had no idea, bro. When I opened up that fucking book in boot camp, <laughs> you know, the little study book, and it's like, oh, you know, you got to learn your ranks and everything, and here's here's the left side of the page, and it says enlisted. <laughs> and then on the right side, it says officer. And I'm like, okay, so I got to get to E9. And then after E9, I go, I go back to O1. Like, why do I go back down? <laughs> like, bro, I was stupid. Okay. Look, like, it fooled. I didn't know shit. I didn't grow up around the Navy. Well, do you think that your perspective on um, feeling like you failed has to do with upbringing? Uh, upbringing in the Navy, maybe I don't think necessarily like uh, with like my childhood upbringing, because I, you know, in comparison, um, it's not a knock on any of my family, but like I'm very successful 
And I know that the Navy and the military in general can make you, especially when you come from low, right? You come from poor, you come from low income. It can launch you into a whole new, you know, middle class, right? Or, you know, upper, upper, lower income or lower middle class, you know, it, it can, it could do that. But what I'm afraid is what you see with like legacy repetitiveness, right? Is that people are content with that. Mm-hmm. Well, look at my parents, you know, they're, they're good. Right. And of course, like mom and dad, they're, they're very, they, they do well for themselves. Dad, you know, still working, kicking ass and, you know, loving life and whatnot. And this isn't ever a knock on anything. It's just, if you want more for your children and then your children, like generation after generation are just not just, but, you know, still joining enlisted. What did you teach them? Right. Once, like for in your case, Jerome, yeah, like okay, right, dad, dad just came to America. He just launched, you know, your whole family, your first generation. You you saw the the advantages that he had, and you're capitalizing on them, right? Nikki, she capitalized on it even more when the officer route. If my kids join and Nikki and I, I talk shit to Nikki, be like, nope, they're gonna be chiefs. God, I wish they aren't. If they're if they're gonna join, I hope it's after college. I hope it's through the academy. You know what I mean? Definitely. That's what I I would want. You want your kids to pass you up? Yeah. Right, like, yeah. like I want one of my I want one of my kids to go to service academy. Yeah. You know that's that's you know that's my dream. But I mean, obviously, I can't you know put that on them. But if that's what they want to do, that's what they want. Right. To do. As long as it's higher than what what I did. Yeah. Perfect. You, then I know I did something right. Right. I just don't want them to be like eighteen and like, well, Dad, I'm gonna join because you did. And look, you're okay. And I'm like, no, no, kid. No. Look, let's go get you educated and then you can join. Oh, you, and, you know, and some kids are just be, they, they might be just dead set on it, right? They'd be freshmen and they're like, when well, I'm graduating, I'm going to be a fucking Marine or I'm going to be this or I'm going to be that. Okay, well, uh, let's get you a tutor and let's get you smart because you're going to go to an academy. I don't care which one, but, the, you know, you're going to go to college first, you know. It's and that's why I feel like I, if if they're just walking out of high school, and then like I did, and then like two three weeks later walking home, and being like, oh yeah, I joined the navy, and there was no discussion about it. I'd be like, what do you what do you mean you joined the like? You didn't talk to me. You you didn't like hit me up to be like, hey dad, think, hey mom, you think this is smart? Which one should I do? You know what I mean? That's why I, th- I say I think I'd be a I'd feel personally just myself not even like me and nikki together just josh i'd feel like i I fucked up somewhere man i fucked up somewhere you know but who knows you know penelope will probably be the fucking chief (laughs) fucking you know in like 20 years if we don't have a female make pawn it's gonna be penelope and she's gonna be kicking it old school from like a hundred years from when she's into a hundred years back Talking about my dad, you tell me get the fuck out of my way. Like I don't know, man. She's a badass. That's my boo. <laughs> That's my little boo. But uh, you know, like um, yeah. I think we'll wrap with that. Uh, Jay, you got anything like uh, outgo uh, outros or anything you want to say to wrap up your 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 story, your life, or that you'd like to to tell other parents or other military children out there? Uh, go ahead. Floor is yours. Hey, I would just say, uh, you know, for their military kids, you know, or, or you know, they're, of course they have, you know, the parents, uh, just uh, enjoy the time that you have with them because we, we deploy so much and just give them all you can while you got it and when you're there um, because your kids are going to remember every experience just like I did. And uh, it could be for the bad and, and it could be for good, but just make sure that you're there for them when you have the time. That's all. Awesome. I appreciate that. Nikki? Um, I would just say, I mean, listen. Listen to them, you know, when you have the moment, even if it's just a conversation about their day, because it's the little conversations that make a difference in their little minds. We're like, oh, yeah, I remember what mom and dad said. Uh, I remember that they... They stopped what they were doing and they sat down and talked to me about that very thing. And I think like little conversations like that are very 
strong and, you know, impactful in a child's mind. Awesome. And I'll leave with this. Dads, take your little girls on their daddy girl dance days. Make every attempt. Find that shit out. When that date is, put in leave. Go UA. Whatever you got to do, take your little girls to the to the dance. All right. And uh, for your little boys that you might have out there, teach them how to be gentlemen. Right. Raise them to be kind little humans. A lot of uh, us males nowadays get a lot of shit. All right. And it's not cool, but teach your little boys how to be gentlemen to everybody. And I think we will be better off for that next generation. Hey, uh, Jerome, I'd like to thank you again for stopping by and uh, giving me some of your time and, and letting uh, the listeners inside your life and um, and just sharing some of that, some of those deep stories. Same with you, babe. I appreciate you. Uh, let's wrap this up. We got an anniversary to go celebrate, boo. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, hey, thanks, Josh. I right, appreciate y'all. Man. All right. Thanks, everyone. Noise. For more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit anchor.fm backslash podcast. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of Joshua Moore and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent the DOD, DON, or those of the respected institutions or organizations. Thanks for joining us.